All right. Well, good morning there. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Another episode of Mornings with Mike. This time live from my basement studio here on this Monday, November 20th. And I know I did promise not just a video feed, but an audio feed. But in true Mornings with Mike fashion, I don't know what Podbean's problem is this morning. But unfortunately, it would not allow me to fire up the audio feed. So, your guess is as good as mine as to why that Podbean audio feed is not working. But don't fret. There will still be a podcast edition of this up on MikeAndRobbie.Podbean.com. That's the 222 feed So even more audio for you to check out, as not only will you be able to enjoy this, but you'll be able to enjoy 222 with Mike and Robbie, which is always a lot of fun. I am going to be here by myself today. Tomorrow, however, I will be joined by none other than one Bob McCool. We'll talk a little Philadelphia Eagles against the Kansas City Chiefs. Which is tonight on Monday Night Football. How about that? Something to look forward to for us Eagles fans, hopefully. And I do want to get into a little bit of that coming up a little bit later on. Just because of all the pop culture nonsense that is surrounding the game. Which I'm just going to go out on a limb and tell you it does not bother me even a little bit. Even a little bit. So we'll talk a little bit about all those folks who... Get all kinds of upset because Taylor Swift is all over their television screens while they're watching some football on a Thursday, on a Sunday, or on a Monday, whatever the case may be. Of course, we'll also mention Aaron Nola, seven-year deal, $172 million. How about that? Phil's bringing back their number two starter to go along with Zach Wheeler. Hey, Good for him, man. $172 million, and it looks like he's going to finish his career with his Phillies. So we'll get to that coming up here in just a little bit as well. I do have the phone numbers ready. Those, of course, are working and ready to go. Even I can't screw that up. So 484-509-0445. That's 484-509-0445. That's the phone number if you want to get involved with the show you can call while we're on the air or you can call when we're not and leave a voicemail and then we might play it another time here on the program you can also use that number to text me right now or again anytime 484-509-0445 that's 484-509-0445 and if you ever want to drop me an email it is Mike. Keller Radio at gmail.com. That's Mike Keller Radio at gmail.com. Uh, first off, as we start off this little adventure, I want to thank everyone uh, for your support over these last handful of weeks. Everyone who spent any time emailing, texting, 
calling, Facebook messaging, Instagram messaging, Twitter messaging, whatever the case may be. I really do appreciate it. Specific thanks to uh, Julie, my mom and dad, Robbie, my buddies Jude, Mike, Dan, and Hoy, and of course, of course, the devastatingly handsome Bob McCool, who will be here with us tomorrow talking some Philadelphia Eagles football. Um, This is what I'm going to do for the time being when I can do it. Obviously, if things come up and um, I can go do something else that's maybe more like a job, then I may have to go ahead and do that. But this is what we're going to do for the time being. Um, In all honesty, when I left WEEU, I told you guys that, uh, you know, there were some things in the works and to stay tuned and to blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't know what's coming up next. I do not know what the future holds. So we'll hopefully all find that out. Well, I'll find it out first. But uh, after that, hopefully we can all find it out um, together. And hopefully there will be uh, more of this nonsense in the future on a uh, much bigger scale. So there you go. That is that. But I still wanted to hop on and have some fun with you guys on a daily basis. So we're going to do our best to do this as often as we can right here at 8 a.m. on a Monday through Thursday morning. Now, obviously, no Thursday show this week because why not start out on a week where you can't go the full week? Makes complete sense. Um, So we won't have a Thursday show this week because of Thanksgiving. Uh, But we'll do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. As I said, Bob McCool tomorrow. Robbie Lessig will be here with me on Wednesday. And um, we'll just have some fun. Hopefully take some phone calls. Hopefully laugh. Talk some sports. Goof around. And all the stuff we normally do. All right? All right. Phone numbers again, 484-509-0445. Anything on your mind, feel free to give me a call timothy twifford hey there chef tim going how about them cowboys yes how about them cowboys two weeks ago when the eagles took care of them well i don't know about they took care of them they squeaked by with a victory but yeah cowboys look good yesterday chef tim but you were playing the carolina panthers the carolina panthers they've won one game one game Get through your stretches. Hey, you got to beat who's in front of you. So I'm sure that was a lot of fun. If the Eagles had a game like yesterday, now early on, it wasn't all rainbows and puppies for the Cowboys. They were struggling a little bit. It was a close one before they broke it open. But, um, yeah, uh, good for you, Chef Tim. Enjoy it. And the Eagles and Phillies, when do they play again? Uh, Eagles and Phillies. Eagles and Cowboys. When do the Eagles and Cowboys play again there, Chef Tim? Do you know at the top of your head? Eagles schedule. I think it's... It's not that long because I know they have the Giants twice in the last three weeks of the season, which is just stupid, ridiculous, and all those things. Eagles and Cowboys, just a handful of weeks. December 10th at 820. I'm guessing that is, is like a Sunday night or a Monday night, December 12th. Uh, December 10th. I don't know. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but it'll be back there on prime time. So that should be a lot of fun, Chef Tim. That should be a lot of fun. Um, just real quick, I'll say hello to everyone who's hopping on here. Matt Hayward. Uh, Haywood, let's FG. Yes, let's FG there, Maddie. Uh, hi, Monica, Tracy, Jane, uh, Chef Tim, as I said, uh, Brian Keller, no relation, but good morning there, sir. Uh, Robbie, my man, we'll see you on Wednesday. And uh, Terry, glad you're back. Glad I'm back too in whatever form this is. I did mention that Thursday, 
Thanksgiving. Now, I understand that my situation is a little different, that my situation is a little unique right now because much like as my father explained to me during his time right after he retired, and I am not retired, trust me, not retired. Retiring is a choice. This is not a choice. Um, But uh, you kind of lose track of days and things start flying by. And for those of you who are recording, uh, retired, I totally understand where you're coming from now because I can't believe how quickly basically the entire month of November has already disappeared. I can't believe that this Thursday is Thanksgiving and I'm absolutely flabbergasted because I feel like, especially me, I get uber excited for Thanksgiving. It's right there. It's my number one holiday. I got Thanksgiving as the number one at the tippy top of the holiday scales is where I place Thanksgiving. And then I have like 4th of July underneath that because those are just two holidays that are based on great things. Food, friends and family. And then on Thanksgiving, you got football to end uh, add into the uh, conversation. So you got the big four F's on Thanksgiving, food, friends, family, and football. And then on 4th of July, you don't have got the football, but you've got baseball on and you just got outdoor activities. You can go outside. You can play yard games. You can have a wonderful time. So that is why those two are at the tippy top of my list. Christmas then falls in third because everybody loves Christmas. Of course I love Christmas. This is me not saying I don't love Christmas, that I'm not looking forward to Christmas. I am, of course, looking forward to Christmas. I just love Thanksgiving. And I'm a little bummed out that I don't have that Thanksgiving vibe. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like a Thanksgiving vibe because Thanksgiving barely gets celebrated. We go right from Halloween to Christmas, and then Thanksgiving is just kind of a a middle child situation. And if you think about it, I never even thought about that. I just stumbled into this analogy. Thanksgiving is the middle child to Christmas and Halloween. Everyone gets excited for Halloween because it's the first thing that has come up in a long time because we haven't had many holidays. You had Labor Day, but, you know, you burgers, you throw some things in the grill, throw some cornhole, all that stuff. That's what that is. That's not as fun or as celebratory as Fourth of July or Halloween or Thanksgiving or Christmas. So we get all pumped up for Halloween and then Thanksgiving we just forget about. And right away the trees come out. The Christmas music starts getting played. You start seeing snow-like displays in store windows with the big guy in red sitting up there getting his toys together with all the elves running around. You get that? Like November 1st, the day right after Halloween. Thanksgiving is the middle child of holidays, and it should not be. It absolutely should not be. It should be celebrated as... And I understand I'm going to say this, and those of you, the angels out there, the heroes out there who are making the Thanksgiving Day food, because I realize that's the stress. The stress of Thanksgiving is for those people who cook and for those people who host. For those of us who don't normally do either, I mean, I'll help out in the kitchen, but I'm not going to get praised or blamed 
for anything that happens in the kitchen, at least not on Thanksgiving. That is not my realm. You have to understand where your strengths are, and sometimes you have to know just when to stay out of the way. And Thanksgiving is a stay-out-of-the-way day for me because I don't want to ruin anything, any of the magic that is happening out there in the kitchen. But outside of the person who is hosting and the person who is cooking, and I know that is a huge part of it. That is 70% of Thanksgiving. So that's why I called that person a hero and an angel. Every person who is in charge of celebrating or not uh, celebrating, in charge of organizing the celebration of Thanksgiving, hosting, cooking, that person should walk around all day on Thanksgiving wearing a cape. They should put a cape on because they are the Thanksgiving hero. Just like Superman, instead of the S on the chest, they got a big Thanksgiving T, right? They should all dress like superheroes because they are the heroes of Thanksgiving, which, as I said, does not get enough credit. The middle child of holidays. I love that. Just stumbled into it. Now, Robbie, I'm not going to go with your anti-Christmas spiel there. (laughs) It's not ass. Christmas is wonderful. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Got to make sure you have all those gifts. And that's the unfortunate part, the pressure of the gifts. And it's pressure on everybody except the kiddos on Christmas. But, man, I love Thanksgiving. I can't wait for Thursday. Uh, We got Black Friday uh, football coming up. So that should be uh, a lot of fun as well. So, hey, just doesn't feel like it. Maybe just ranting on it. Maybe that little bit of emotion there. Maybe that Thanksgiving uh, lust even that I just showed. Maybe that. Maybe that will be enough to kind of catapult me into being into the mood for Thanksgiving. If you're already in the Thanksgiving mood, and maybe it's because, and look, part of, I think, what helps you get into the holiday season is when you are, uh, is when you're out and about, right? You go into stores, you go into uh, restaurants, you go all kinds of places, and you see the holiday decorations. I haven't done much. (laughs) There's not been too much going on for me over the last uh, handful of weeks. Excuse me. I don't know about you, but I am just, every now and again, my nose just runs. I don't know if it's the uh, time of the year. I don't know if there's a little thing going on. My wife's been sick for like a month and a half, but uh, I apologize. So if I have to go to the tissues every now and again, uh, please excuse me for those of you watching on the video because I know it's gross. And unfortunately, I have something else to gross to talk about here in just a little bit as well, but we can get to that later. Um, But yeah, so maybe that's part of it that I haven't been out and about feeling all the vibes of the holidays. So maybe that's what's not getting me into that Thanksgiving mode, but I'm just not feeling it. I'm hoping here over the next handful of days, I'll kind of get more into the Thanksgiving mood. Maybe I need to throw on the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving show, right? Maybe I need to put that special on, but the problem with watching that special, now that I think about it, as we have just fallen into a Mike Keller stream of consciousness on Thanksgiving, That is the worst holiday show as far as how the hero of that show or the star of that show gets uh, treated. I know they're mean to Charlie Brown in the Christmas special because of his tree, but you ain't seen nothing if you haven't seen the Thanksgiving special. The Thanksgiving special makes it look like when uh, uh, Lucy pulls the football away, makes it look like a nice day for Charlie Brown. They 
are so mean to Charlie Brown in the Thanksgiving special that I can't even believe it's been on the air for as long as it has. Someone needs to cancel each and every one of those kids in the Peanuts group for how they treated Charlie Brown in that Thanksgiving special. Ridiculous. They, first of all, if I'm remembering correctly, and I haven't watched it in a little bit, but first of all, they demand, they demand that Charlie Brown make them Thanksgiving. Have you in your life ever demanded or been demanded to make Thanksgiving? No, you can't demand someone to make Thanksgiving. That's a, that's exactly how it doesn't work. You're supposed to be invited. And then they just hate everything he made, and it's just criticism, 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 which I'm sure there are some people out there that when they invite people over for their Thanksgiving meals, I'm sure there are some people out there who feel like they are nothing but criticized the entire time. But I can't imagine, can't imagine that it's anything like what's going on there in the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. So I don't know if I'm going to watch that come to think of it. Here's what I'll do. In honor of Matthew Perry Chandler, who unfortunately passed away way too young uh, not too long ago. In honor of that, there's got to be, there's got to be, like every Friends Thanksgiving special has got to be on here over the next three days. So that is what I will use to catapult me into Thanksgiving moods. I don't know of any other good Thanksgiving specials because there wasn't a lot of good Thanksgiving specials on TV, sitcom-wise. I feel like they all jumped ahead to Christmas before they went on their hiatus. But that's one thing I always really liked about Friends. That's one thing, if you were looking to give Friends a slight edge over Seinfeld in some way, shape, or form, 99.9% the advantage goes to Seinfeld. But with that one, their attention to Thanksgiving, I will give the edge to friends because I don't know if Seinfeld I can't even recall a Thanksgiving special for Seinfeld we of course all remember Festivus but I cannot remember a Thanksgiving special for Seinfeld all right look at the comments here real quick and then we'll get off of that uh we got uh Russ checking in good morning looking forward to watching you uh you are very very sweet Russ uh Russ also added how about Aaron Noah being back with the Phils uh look you gotta give Nola credit over the last month of the season and everything but his final playoff start, he was fantastic. He earned that contract over the last month of the season and then, of course, in the playoffs, along with how he pitched in the playoffs last year, which was pretty good. So, all in all, hey, you looked at what was out there, and you're looking for a number two for next year. You're hoping eventually that if you hold on to some of these youngsters who are pitching in Reading right now, and we all know the names, the Painters, the uh, McGriffs, those guys, if you can get those guys to get up to the big leagues and meet their potential, if Aaron Nola slips at the back half of this contract and falls down to a three or a four, hopefully that's going to be okay because he's going to be a really good three or four and you're going to have these young guys coming up to start battling with Wheeler over the top spot. That's what I would imagine is Dave Dombrowski and John Middleton's 
kind of vision there after signing Aaron Nola to that contract. Seven years freaks a lot of people out, but he wanted like 210 in seven years. So they gave him the seven years and brought the money down. So you got to give both the Phillies and Aaron Nola and his agent credit because he could have went to another team and got more money. You hear about the hometown discount, and it's awesome, awesome that you're seeing that. Not only because you get to keep a good pitcher, but it's great to bring in these high-priced free agents. Like It's so much fun when Bryce Harper was signed. It's so much fun when the guys right before the season, Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos, when those two guys joined the team prior to last year's season. It's so much fun when they signed Trey Turner. Going back to picking up Zach Wheeler, that's so much fun. Bringing in high-priced free agents is a lot of fun, but teams year in and year out have proven that that's not kind of the key to long-term success. You need some of your homegrown talent to not only be a part of the nucleus, but also keep coming and keep feeding and keep adding to where you're not filling in certain holes with high-priced free agents. When you get all those together, it has too much of a mercenary feel and you lose that team. And the vibe that this team has, you want to try to keep. That's why I think even more celebrated online than the Aaron Nola signing was Garrett Stubbs. Signing Garrett Stubbs, and I don't know how many other fan bases are spending time talking about their backup catcher, but signing Garrett Stubbs is way more important than just what he does on the field. You saw that guy in the clubhouse after they clinch. He's the DJ, man. He's the party ambassador for the Philadelphia Phillies. He brings, and that's another word, I know I've used this word like two or three times already this morning describing different things, like the Thanksgiving vibe. Stubbsy brings that vibe, baby. Without Stubbsy, you're going to lose a key part of that kind of meshing that you have in that clubhouse, that chemistry that they're always talking about. I love the Stubbs signing. I got way more excited. I, I love the oh, Nola signing. Uh, the Nola signing happened while I didn't have my phone. How do you think I felt when I got back to my phone? I had forgotten my phone. Julie and I went to play pickleball. I come back. Aaron Nola signed. How about that? I missed out. But the Stubbs, I was right there. I was right there. I think they signed Stubbs for one year. 850000 I want to say. It's a great deal for the uh, king of vibes, for the clubhouse ambassador there. Um, we have some other folks checking in. Um, Monica, you're, you're looking forward to eating too much jelly cranberry sauce. Damn right. Damn right. I got to have my jelly cranberry sauce. It is absolutely delicious. Uh, Shannon, good morning there, Shannon. Congrats and good luck starting your new gig tomorrow. At uh, Well, I won't say that's your business, but congratulations. I uh, look forward to seeing you. Uh, Melinda says, I enjoy dishwashing duty now. No cooking for me anymore. All praise to the Thanksgiving cooks out there. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the holiday heroes, the Thanksgiving um, cooks and all the hosts out there over these next um, handful of days, whether you're doing a Friendsgiving or a Thanksgiving on Thursday or maybe you're meeting another part of the family over the weekend, whatever the case may be, you got to love those cooks and those heroes on Thanksgiving. My buddy Dan, Italian Thanksgiving for the win. I had that when I was a kid. You got to remember my mother's maiden name is Dinatali. So I am very familiar, very familiar 
with the uh, Italian Thanksgiving. And they got the turkey. They probably got a ham. But then I guarantee there is uh, a bowl of some sort of pasta. Whether it is um, whether it is uh, a uh, rigatoni, whether it is a um, what do you call it, uh, uh, angel hair, whatever the case may be, there is a bowl of pasta, right? A bowl of pasta. But then there's usually some sort of bake as well. You know what I mean? Like a um, what are we calling it? Like a uh, I don't want to say lasagna, but some kind of baked ziti types deal. That's always there as well. So you, there is never a lack of food. And Dan can back me up here from his uh, Thanksgivings that were based on some Italian heritage. Uh, when you have an Italian Thanksgiving, it is, uh, you're, you're not going to leave. You're not, if you're doing multiple stops on Thanksgiving, the Italian Thanksgiving should not be your second stop. Should not be your second stop. That's got to be your first stop. Otherwise, you're going to be in trouble with your Italian grandmother because you're not going to eat enough because you're going to be already full from the first stop. So you got to strategic it out. Uh, Dave and Moten, I have no volume. Dave, I believe everyone else has volume. So I don't know. There's a The volume button is down in the corner. Your volume could be muted. You could try unmuting the volume. Uh, is anyone else having issues with volume? Uh, if not, we'll, we'll just keep going on. Dave, I hope you're uh, able to figure it out. I can't really see your computer. And like I said, uh, everyone else seems to uh, be getting the show without any issues unless something just dropped off. So if something just dropped off, please let me know and I'll uh, probably have a mental breakdown. Um, Matt, Always Sunny has a funny Thanksgiving episode. Uh, I'll have to look for that. Do you know what season that is, Matt? If you can tell me that, I'd like to track that down and watch that. Melinda, WKRP in Cincinnati. Yes, the turkey drop episode. And as someone who, you know, uh, has worked in the industry, I am very aware. Very aware. And I will just tell you this. Normally, listeners and uh, tend to, you know, beat up a bit. You know, take it down into the ground because keep repeating it because it's great and that's what you want. Radio people beat the turkey drop bit into the ground. Into the ground. As a guy who's worked in radio long enough and has heard nothing about but the turkey drop from people he's worked with of a certain age. And look, I'm talking about friends. That's your friends. That's what you grew up with. So I totally get it. But the turkey drop, very, very funny. I've watched it. Great episode. Uh, Dave, we got my pal James there at Rural City saying loud and clear, a little too clear. I get that, James. I get that. If it's a little too clear, I would imagine a lot of people, a lot of people would uh, like to go ahead and smother me with a pillow. So, James, if you'd like, what you can do is you can go ahead and take the pillow and just smother your laptop or your phone with it and then it'll muffle me. And, you know. You can take that in any way you'd like. Uh, James says, surprise, surprise, lasagna stuffed turkey. That's the one thing my grandmother never did. Lasagna stuffed turkey. Uh, Matt, season 9, ep 10. I will check it out on Hulu. And Jenny, yes, you are right. Of course, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Probably outside of Friends, the next TV show that's done the best Thanksgiving episodes on a um, consistent basis would be Thanksgiving. Now, I didn't watch this past Saturday. I believe Jason Momoa hosted 
Did they do Thanksgiving? There had to be a few Thanksgiving sketches on this past Saturday's SNL. But some of those old-timey ones are fantastic. All right. Um, I see my Jenny, my sister-in-law, is in here, and I, I think she already knows this. But um, so I, you ever get into, like, I don't want to call it a groove because to me, like, a groove signifies a good thing and a positive. But have you ever gotten into, like, a groove where everything you do seemingly either is completely wrong or just gets screwed up. And, like, there's nothing you can seemingly do about it. Nothing you will do will change the fact that you just can't seem to get anything right. And it stemmed all the way from, like, showering. Like, uh, our cat, for some reason, my daughter's cat likes to run around in the shower when it's not on. She plays in the bathroom. She lays in there. I don't know. It, it, we, we've tried locking the door, uh, closing the door, but then that screws up the temperature in the bath. It's no good. No good. So, like, she'll knock the mat, which is hung over the outside of the tub, into the tub. Now, the last thing I do everything, every time I take a shower is look to make sure the mat is there and not knocked into the tub. So, like, the last two or three times I've taken a shower, I've just reached in to warm the shower up, and I'm doing something at the sink, and then 30 seconds later, I get in the shower because it's warm, and I realize that the shower mat is in the tub and is now soaking wet. That's happened twice this week, just to give you an idea of how I can't seem to do anything right. Well, one of the things I've been doing during my downtime um, is kind of, I've been doing, like, uh, vacuuming. And stuff like that. So I, I was cleaning up around the house one day. And on this little uh, counter area we have in the kitchen where we have the Keurig and a stand of Keurig cups. I know Keurig's not good for the environment, but I'm the only one who drinks coffee. So there you go. Normally I'm not here. Normally it's a 1K cup and out the door. In this situation, I'm using many more. I apologize, environment. Anyways, uh, and then we got the uh, thing my wife and daughter use to make their smoothies. Also all on that same counter. And sometimes when the recycling overflows, we put some stuff on top of that counter in front of the Keurig and the coffee thing until we can get the recycling out to the tub. So the recycling had overflowed, and I was going out to take the recycling and the trash out. I was cleaning up. I was trying to help. I was trying to make myself useful because I'm not. <laughs> but I was trying so hard <laughs> to be useful. So I, I saw these little pieces of pink paper that uh, had names on them, and, and I knew what they were from. They were from back on Labor Day weekend when my wife's family was over. Because they're a big family, we don't buy everybody presents. We buy, you know, in the past we used to pick names for siblings or, or siblings-in-laws, uh, and now we do a white elephant where everybody, we usually have a theme of some sort, and everyone buys something in the theme, and then we do the white elephant bit at Christmas. The kids, the kids still, all the little ones, they still exchange names, and they'll get each other presents. But we do the white elephant adult thing, because we put booze in there and all kinds of fun stuff. It's fun. It's great. It's it's a good time. I don't hate it. It's, it's, a, it's awesome. Um, well, we pulled all of our themes and all of our names for the kids at that Labor Day function. And I guess instead of remembering them 
or writing them down or putting them in our phones like we should have. We just laid them there on the corner of this counter. And I had forgotten about that. I'm not going to lie. It was many months ago. Many, 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 many things have happened, both good and bad, since we picked those names. I think you all see where this story is going. I threw the names away. I threw the names and the themes away. And the one theme that we're doing for the white elephant is everybody got a color. And we're supposed to buy our white elephant gift in this color. But we're not supposed to tell anyone else our colors. Like somebody got blue. Somebody got red. Someone got green. Someone else got orange. Brown. Black. All the colors were handed out. I have no idea what my color is. We're not 100% sure who my daughter has in the gift exchange. Because I threw out the tiny pieces of paper. Just threw them away. And Jenny, I know. I was getting to that. Julie dimed me out. As soon as I told Julie, my partner, my confidant, turns around, starts calling people. I probably would have done the same thing. So now it looks like, it looks like I'm going to be stuck with a terrible color. I'm going to have beige. <laughs> I've got to buy now. I've got to go out and I've got to spend, I don't know what the price limit we put on it was. I don't know it was 50 bucks. I don't know what we did. Whatever it is. I think, let's say 50. I got to go. I don't remember. The, I don't remember anything. I got to go out now. And I got to buy $50 worth of beige stuff <laughs> that look, I'm probably not going to end up with it. There's like how many people? Two, four, six, eight, nine. I think there's 11 people, maybe even 12 that are going to be participating in this white elephant gift exchange. One of them <laughs> is going to walk out with a gift or gifts that is based on the theme and get ready for it, beige. <laughs> I guess I'm just going to Gap. Everybody get some khaki. Huh? How many khakis can I buy for $50 at the Gap? Oh, I'm so stupid. So stupid. Now, Julie also wants to tell me that she doesn't remember what color I have because I don't think I told her either. We weren't supposed to tell everybody or anybody. Um, but she's trying to tell me that my paper wasn't up there. I don't know how she knows this. I could have swore there was three papers there because I remember throwing them away. But whatever. I do not know what color I have for the Christmas white elephant. So that's just kind of just a little taste. I could spend this entire 45 minutes to an hour just telling you how many things have gone terribly wrong over the last month. But uh, that's no fun, at least for me. So we'll just move on. But yeah, that's that's just kind of a, a little dip your toe into, you know, what I've been going through and what I've been doing over these last three or four weeks, which as you can see, not much. <laughs> not much at all. Um, all right. couple things about tonight. Eagles at Chiefs, Monday night football. 
Uh, we'll talk about the game more tomorrow when Bob McCool is with us. And like I said, we can take your calls, 484-509-0445, both today and tomorrow as far as that game goes. Um, and a lot has been made in the national media, not so much about what's going to be taking place on the field tonight there in Kansas City, but what's going to be taking place up in one of the suites there in Kansas City as apparently, and this is the report, apparently the Kelsey family, now not, you know, Travis or Jason, they're going to be a little busy on the field, but Mama and Papa Kelsey, and I don't know who else is going to be involved in the Kelsey family representation, but the Kelseys are going to meet the Swifts. So Taylor's going to be there, I guess, along with her mom and dad. And again, I don't know who else is going to be there representing the Swift contingent. But you are going to have the official and first meeting of the Kelseys and the Swifts. Now, obviously, that is going to be shown on TV numerous times tonight. If I was ESPN, and let me just throw that out there, I would 100% do what all of these television networks are doing if I was at the helm of these television networks and making decisions. You have the most popular person arguably on the planet sitting there watching your product. You're going to show that person because whether it makes sense in our minds who are watching football for the football, it's bringing eyeballs, more eyeballs, different eyeballs, and eyeballs you normally wouldn't get onto that game. Prime example, my daughter will be aware of when the Eagles play just because of me, because I'm around, right? She'll know some way, shape, or form. She knew that the Eagles played the Chiefs this week. She knew that Taylor Swift was going to be there. And I have a feeling that when 8.20 or 8.15, whatever time kickoff is tonight, rolls around, my daughter will be there sitting next to me, not watching the Eagles and Chiefs, but waiting for those brief moments brief moments when they'll show Taylor Swift up on the screen. So I 100% get, and I know people get upset. I know the hardcore football fans get upset about them showing Taylor Swift, and it's a lot. I admit, it's a lot. They're getting their money's worth out of it, 100%, as so many of us are talking about it. And I don't know what's going on on ESPN right now, but I guarantee whatever show they got cooking, they're talking about it as well. It is what it is. I totally get what they're doing, and I would do the same thing. And here's the thing. No matter what owner, business you own, if that person was coming to your business, you would show them on the screen. Whether it's you, a little small mom and pop store, or the biggest sports organization in the country. Doesn't matter. They're milking it, Alicia. I agree with you. She says they're milking it. A hundred percent they're milking it. But that's what they should do when you have that cash cow sitting there. Ratings means more cash. And if they can get more eyeballs, more ratings, more power to them. There are people who have never bought football merchandise of any kind buying Travis Kelsey's jerseys and T-shirts and other bits of merchandise so i have no problem with it no problem with it now if they start showing the booth 
I'm coming out of the booth. They start showing the booth more than the field, then we've got a problem. But until then, I totally get it. But anyways, ESPN, the Monday Night Countdown, long show. They like to have some fun, right? They'll do those weird graphics and stuff. So here is what I think if I was ESPN, what I would do tonight to have some fun with this. Because there are options. Have some fun with it. Entertain the football fans and make everybody happy. So, famously, I mean, ad nauseum, people have said, ah, especially Eagles fans, the only Swift and Kelsey I'm excited about is DeAndre Swift and Jason Kelsey. Yeah, 100%. I get it. I love those guys. Jason Kelsey, and this is something I think Bob and I might get into tomorrow, Jason Kelsey is arguably the most popular athlete in Philadelphia. So I totally get it. What I would do is I would invite, if I was ESPN, or even the Eagles could do this on their social media, the real Swift and Kelsey family meetup, right? You bring in DeAndre's mom and dad. DeAndre Swift grew up in the Philly area. They can probably hop on a plane with the team. You invite DeAndre's mom and dad, right, out to Kansas City, and you just have the Kelsey family get there a little early, and then you film and you call it the real meeting of the Swifts and the Kelseys. Come on. Every Philly fan would love that. We would all love it. Have some fun with it. You know, Jason will go along with it. I'd have to think Travis, uh, excuse me, uh, DeAndre would go too. It's a good bit. Someone should pitch that to ESPN. If anyone out there knows anybody, they should film that today. They should be filming that this afternoon. And you air that in pregame. Have a little fun. Make a little lighthearted jab at what's taking place up there in the booth. Come on. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. That would be a great bit. In fact, SNL should have done it. Um, what else we got here? We'll go back to the comments here before we wrap things up. Alicia, you get beige. You get beige. Everybody gets beige. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Justin, let her down easy. I don't think she expected to be there anymore. Oh, no uh, Taylor Swift tonight now? They're milking this. That's my opinion. Only the parents are meeting up. Oh, so Taylor's staying in Europe. So either even better. Even better with my bit. You can't get the one everybody wants to see. So you go ahead and you just have the DeAndre Swift and the Jason Kelsey bit. I think, I think, I look, if they announce they are doing that, I would be hitting the DVR. I would be absolutely hitting the DVR. I got to give uh, Q102 down in Philly credit because uh, they punted all Taylor Swift music. And I'm not a Taylor Swift hater. Don't, um, don't get me wrong. I appreciate Taylor Swift. Am I listening to Taylor Swift? No, but I'm not the demo for Taylor Swift. 45-year-old dudes are not who Taylor's writing music for. If my daughter puts Taylor Swift on in the car, do I automatically get sick of it the first time? No. The second time? No. The third time? No. The 128th time? Yes. Then I need a change. Then I need a change. But I am not a Taylor Swift hater. But I do think it's funny when radio stations do little things like that to get... It's free publicity. Free publicity. Every news organization on the internet wrote a story about Q102, quote-unquote, 
punting Tay-Tay over the uh, weekend, well, late last week, into the weekend, and through today. Um, let me see here. Do-do-do-do-do. One more thing. If you want to see a funny video, because um, I have, uh, we've talked about this before, but I've never seen it in action. I think we've uh, talked about the scenario. The whole, what would you do if you dropped your phone in a porta potty? Because I'm sure, look, I know I think about it every time I go into a porta potty. I make sure my phone is nowhere where even a mistake can happen. We've all done the thing, whether we should or not, it's gross, I know, where we look at our phones in the bathroom. Even dudes at urinals will look at phones in the bathroom if no one else is around. It's not great, it's not cool, but we all do it. You can't look at your phone in the porta pot. No one is that brave. No one should ever be that brave. But apparently that's what this woman did. Dropped her phone. Had to be some college football game over the weekend. Looked like it was a warm place. Everyone's wearing short sleeve shirts. Uh, it's up on my Instagram. I couldn't find it anywhere else. Um, but this woman dropped her phone into the porta potty. And I guess she saw it. And I don't know if she called over friends. Or if it just happened that people noticed what was going on, or if there was a line outside of the porta potty. But they show this woman, someone filmed it, looking in the porta pot. She's kind of going back and forth trying to see it. She reaches in with her left arm. And then a friend, just to make it worse, a friend, I'm guessing it had to be a friend. I don't ever want a friend this good. The friend. On her other shoulder, the one that wasn't stuck down into the mouth of hell, the other shoulder, she pushed, <laughs> she pushed on the shoulder to get her friend deeper into the porta potty so she could try to reach the phone. Now that's where the video cuts off. Cause quite frankly, once you, once you breach that border, once you break that seal, it doesn't matter if the phone came out or not. It matters none. Because even Verizon, we've seen that Christmas commercial that plays a million times with the choir singers outside of the door, the carolers singing to the wife about how the uh, guy wants a new iPhone. Even Verizon wouldn't take that iPhone once they knew it was in a porta potty. So if you'd like to see that video, because I've never, ever, ever seen it happen. I've read about it. We've talked about it. We've conversed about it. <laughs> I've never seen it in action. You can check it out. It's up there on my Instagram, which is Mike Keller Radio. Everything right now I have, if you want to find me on any social media, at Mike Keller Radio. It's on my Instagram story. It should be up there until this afternoon. So go ahead and check it out. We did get one text here. I just want to read before we uh, wrap things up. These are going to be shorter shows because um, I've got some stuff to do. I got to go do some store running. Um, this is, I believe, from uh, our friend Renee. Glad you're back. Was while listening to the Penn State on Saturday, I heard your voice on a lot of commercials. I hope they are still paying you for that. No, that's not. Uh, unfortunately. That's not how that works. We did also hear my voice uh, on the radio the other day, which is always a little weird because you kind of forget, oh, yeah, I did that back then. All right. 
that's going to do it. We'll be back tomorrow morning. And again, we'll talk some Eagles football tomorrow. And I was thinking, I guess I should send this text to Mr. Bob McCool. But what I would like to also do tomorrow, uh, and I mentioned Jason Kelsey here because of the Kelseys being in the news so much. And of course, Kelsey and his crew, including Travis, just released the second Christmas album, which is awesome. I love that. I would love to listen to it. But I can't do that till Friday. I have a hard rule because of my love of Thanksgiving. I don't do anything Christmassy until after Thanksgiving. Black Friday on, we Christmas our faces off, right? Christmas our face off. But before that, Thanksgiving all the way. So um, I will look forward to listening to the new Philadelphia Eagles Christmas album on Friday. And we can talk about it a little more tomorrow. But because of that and because of the adoration that Jason Kelly gets in this city and the surrounding area, who are the top five most beloved? So it really doesn't have anything to do 100%. Obviously, it has something to do because that's how you win our hearts. It doesn't have everything to do with their on-field. But who are the top five? most beloved athletes in Philadelphia right now. So they have to be current. They have to be active. Because as much as nationally, Jalen Hurts, Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, those guys, Joel Embiid, coming up, Tyrese Maxey, those guys probably get more pub nationally And people are aware of Jason Kelsey nationally. But I don't think that love, that love that we have for Jason Kelsey, that affection, I don't think that's a national thing. I don't think there's a lot of fan bases where they have four professional sports teams or even two or three, even just one, and they can say the center of the football team is the most beloved athlete with the fan base in the city. That, to me is wonderful. So I'd like to talk about that tomorrow. The top five loved, as Alicia pointed out, brotherly brotherly loved um, athletes, current athletes in Philadelphia. I think Jason Kelsey's number one. I think everyone else is fighting for a spot in the top five after that. All right, 484-509-0445. Those are the phone numbers. Uh, Also for text and voicemail. If you want to leave a voicemail after hours, If you're watching the game tonight, something pops into your head, you want to tell us about it, feel free to go ahead and give that phone call uh, a ring and leave that voicemail, and perhaps Bob and I will play it tomorrow morning. That's right, Bob McCool tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Hopefully I'll have the Podbean stream figured out. No idea why it wouldn't go. It just kept clocking. Your guess is as good as mine. It worked yesterday. Technology. Um, But if not, we'll be here on the Facebook page with you. 8 a.m., bright and early. Uh, One more question I want to answer here. Uh, Traffic Dan, will you decorate the studio for Christmas? If I'm still here doing this around the holidays, I'll throw some Christmas decorations up here in the studio. Uh, Sure, I can totally do that. All right. Have a wonderful Monday, everybody. Short week. Even the unemployed like a short week. We'll talk to you bright and early tomorrow morning. See you then. Go Eagles!